Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The driver's seat. Stevie Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? Kelly, I reckon. No, Johnson got him. Three laps to go. The driver's seat. It's redemption day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. news over the weekend. That sounds like James Courtney singing as well. <laughs> I cannot use the language that we have all been using in the last Far out. As a side note, when, when Maddie oh. does say that the language that we've been using, I'm not talking about, he's not, doesn't mean us in the drive seat. He's talking about fans, oh. journalists, oh. the paddock. Yeah. I know we don't normally start off the show with it, but we have to. This is, of course, our Bendix Brakes Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes Big Moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. If you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. Now, it was the bombshell dropped straight after the Superloop Adelaide 500. James Courtney deciding to part ways with Team Sydney. Are we surprised that JC walked away? I mean... Uh, Will Davis had a bad time. Uh, Jack LeBrock had a bad time. Are we surprised when we looked at the cars, when we looked at how they were being run and all that kind of stuff, that JC, the veteran, all that kind of stuff, put his, you know, what's on the line to go and do this? Are we surprised he's just upped and walked away? No, no I, I don't. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not overly shocked. No. If that's what you're asking. No, me neither. Um, if they were to stay and push on and do the year, I wouldn't have been overly shocked either, you know. So I think I think it's – I know I feel like I'm sitting on the fence a bit here. A but bit. But you just never know. You can't take things, you know, at face value sometimes. And, and I would have thought with James coming into the team, two cars, you know, that was going to be a really good opportunity for Techno to, to get back to the – the SVG days, you yeah, know, yeah. the SVG days, well, even which the Will was Davison their, days, well, the like, Will Davo days. I yeah. mean, they won Bathurst with him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they won a lot of races with with SVG. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just it's sad. It's sad. Um, so let me put you on the grill because you're a little bit closer to it all than 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 we are. Is it money? Is it they just not paid him? Is it that simple? Was it a combination of not being paid, the way the team was run, the results? As I said on last week's show, he looked like he'd just run a marathon when he got out of that car. Yeah. So it was not an easy car to drive. Yeah. So is he just is he fallen on the on the bomb and just gone, I am out of here because this is an S show and it's not gonna looking like it's gonna get better? I think I think you've got it all in one there, you know. I don't think it's one thing. I think it's yeah. many things and I think Possibly these sort of things don't just. I mean, yeah, sure, money money makes a big difference sometimes, and people aren't getting paid or whatever. But I'm not speculating that he didn't get paid. I'm just saying that it's funny. It's the first one, and to me, being a new team and being James Courtney and knowing James's manager and Alan Gow, very you know yep. tough businessman. Yep. There would have had to have been stipulations in place. Um, 
and James maybe gave Jono a bit of leeway there at the start because sure. they're mates. Yes. Um, but when it didn't sort of move in the direction that James probably felt and there was things that weren't, uh, I weren't guess... Weren't progressing a little bit, you know. progressing, yeah. Like like things weren't falling into place like like possibly that said that they were. Yeah. Um, then he said, no, I can't just keep going like this. So, uh, you know, that's that's just, you know, from what it looks like from the outside. Well, well, I don't know exactly what happened, but, you know, I mean... Nimsy, you were on the ground down there. What do you, you tell us? What do you think? Well, what we actually, this is the, the actual quote which was said by James Courtney, and that was, we have not been able to agree on the way forward, so I've decided to depart the team. I wish Team Sydney all the best for the future. That's what he said in the statement. Then he was on RPM uh, on, and tell you what, talk about a great, a great pickup for uh, RPM. Sure. Although I'm pretty sure Michael Caruso told us a couple of weeks ago that he was doing it again, so I think he's rolled it off the seat. <laughs> But was Tanda, was Tanda meant to do it again? Because I didn't see Tanda there. No, he wasn't there, was he? No, no he wasn't. Yeah, no, it was, was just JC. But but anyway, so, but JC did happen to mention that you know he maybe left it a bit too long because of his friendship with Webby. Yeah. And yeah, you know, and we've all sort of been in that situation where you know you, you sort of give a bit of leeway, just like okay, I know that you said you'd do it by then. Yep. Now it's come up and we've moved on. But I can tell you right now, especially from the media perspective, this was a story. That I, w- I was literally at a shopping centre uh, on the Saturday yeah. <laughs> with my phone putting up the story on the driver's seat page because I'm sure there was a lot of other new, um, motorsport journalists that were just going about their weekend, mm-hmm. saw this drop and went, oh God, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's well, the laptop? Me, what do we do? <laughs> let me tell you why that is, Nimsy, because if you look at, like we're all looking at it right now in a fairly singular thing that it's Team Sydney. Mm-hmm. Remembering that there are no other supercar teams based in Sydney. A barometer of the health of supercars is what happens in Sydney. And supercars try have tried to make this. Sean Seymour has been knee-deep in all of this trying to make it work. And it just doesn't seem to have been able to work. So there was a lot of conjecture at the start of the season whether it was going to happen or not. Then Coke got rolled out. Then it was Boost Mobile, and boy, oh boy, has Peter Adderton of, Mo- of Boost Mobile taken a fair bat to, <laughs> to Team Sydney in the in the socials. Yeah. Um, I think it's bigger than just Courtney leaves Team Team Sydney. I think it spells. I don't think there's enough money there. I don't. I, it's the wrong team. I think it was just all poorly handled. And I, I, it might be a long bow, but I just reckon right now at the top of supercar, they're a little bit directionless. I, and, and, and I know that's a big statement, but I, we haven't said anything about Gen 3. We, we, we've lost Holden. There's been no real communication about what's going on there. Team Sydney essentially loses one driver. I mean, you'd have to think that some kid with a rich dad's going to replace JC in the car. Or Jono himself. Or or, or Jono himself, who's who's a very handy driver. It just, in a time where there's instability uh, anyway, I just think this, as a, for a sport, erodes confidence even further. Yep. Yeah, it's really not... It's a big statement, I know, but I just think it does. But you're right, it's definitely not what we needed. But uh, Not at all. Now, it was also reported to, uh, on Monday, Auto Action Magazine, uh, they have since put up uh, a statement saying that, you know, they got it wrong. They reported that Chris Pither was also set to follow Courtney out the door, which, let's face it, a lot of us, if we we read that, and when we saw that JC was walking out, we'd think the same thing. 
Um, but Crispy did deny that via social media, and the team's also gotten behind him. Uh, he said team leader that, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gone, well, that was easy. Got rid of my teammate. Happy days. Well, this is the best part of, of the statement that I do love. He did say, I look forward to sharing a Coke with you at the AGP. So, Yeah, we don't want a Coke. They want an ice break, Crispy. <laughs> so, hey, I'll take a Coke, no sugar. I'll <laughs> happily have one of those too. But, yeah, um, bloody hell. But, but, uh, it, it, well, full of bourbon. <laughs> Slightly fermented, like one one Richard Johnson loves yes. a diet coke and bourbon. Yes, <laughs> but but look, you're right. So because who who are it does, and we'll touch on what happens about George, um, not George Courtney. Uh, we'll touch George about Courtney. who's that. Who's going to his uncle? Who's going to? He's probably mate. At this point in time, that would be anyone could fill uh, car number nineteen. But we'll talk about the future yep. of JC a little yep. bit later on the podium. But as you mentioned, Steve Webby's actually a pretty good driver. He's a former Bathurst winner. He's got a a handful of race wins under him as well. So you'd think until they sort of, because the AGP is literally not this week, the next, the following week. Yeah. So it's not that silly to have him jump in the car. I mean, he did it the Gold Coast when they still had a full-time driver to, mm. to do qualifying. So, yeah. You don't, you got no idea about the, uh, I guess, the state and the, I guess, the small world of motor racing, Nimsy, because I can guarantee you one thing even though james announced that he was leaving team sydney jono's phone would have been ringing flat out with people wanting to fill that seat let me give you the tip oh yeah doesn't matter how bad the car is how slow whatever there would have been dozens of people on the phone saying hey we can get there you know we can bring a budget or we can do this there'll be a there'll be a new person in that seat at the AGP. There you go. Well, that's, there's the hot tip there, but it definitely was the Bendix break big moment for the week. And I'll tell you one thing, uh, it did raise up a lot of interesting chatter on social media because I never realised just how how much misinformation can be spread in the world of motorsport because all of a sudden you got calls of, oh, they'll probably get Richie Stanaway or someone just like, oh, come on, guys. Or David Garuso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> yep, that was definitely the Bendix Brakes big moment, David Garuso. What's he up to? He, is he, he's probably mates with George Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> but that was our Bendix Brakes big moment of the week. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app available in the App Store. Don't go anywhere. We've got Nick Perkat. He's coming up next. <laughs> This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, and together we are building Australia. Right now, it's time for our feature interview for IMR Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMR. This is for the biggest prize in Australian motor racing. It's been more than 30 years since a rookie. This is 
why I always love chatting to Nick Perkat because one, I get to play that absolute killer <laughs> opener. And two, uh, it's the first time for 2020 that I can actually say KG veteran Nick Perkat because in <laughs> in the four car, in the four <laughs> in the four car lineup of uh, Brad Jones Racing at the moment, he is the veteran and he's going to be there till the end of 2022. So let's welcome back to the driver's seat for the first time in 2020 the one and only Nick Perkat. Oh, thanks for having me. If I win another race, that. <laughs> Intro goes for another 15 minutes. <laughs> Nimsy will have his That's work cut out for him. To help you guys. Yeah. How do you like KG Veteran? Yeah, How do you like that as, a, as an opener? Oh, I used to... Bloody hell, when I was growing up, I thought Stevie J was a bloody veteran of the sport. And, you know, oh, imagine still driving at his age. And here I am. You know, you know, the funny thing is, mate, you know, the funny thing is that I'm not the veteran in the in the series that I'm driving. I'm the young fella. Oh, you've got to race Bowie, mate. <laughs> that is actually true. Yeah. Whereas in my series, I'm not. I'm not either. Ah, There's people older than me and people you. younger than me. So you're just the chopper. I'm just the middle of. I cannot wait for the day that they make the masters class over fifty. Because right now I'm racing against Aaron Seaton and I can't win anything. But I beat all the over fifty year olds and I'm forty six <laughs> anyway. We digress. Uh, Nick uh, Adelaide. Let's talk Adelaide because it was an interesting round for you because the the car just looked like it hated you, didn't like you. Uh, you, you had troubles with it all weekend, and yet you popped out the other side, twelfth in the standings, ahead of all your teammates. P seven on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it was it was fast. But it was, yeah, like I said, the full diva mode. Um, <laughs> Saturday, when the steering rack falls out of me on the warm-up lap, I was like, this can't actually be happening. So, obviously, yeah. I took, tried to take the start. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh. can't do race one. So, um, yeah, it was just being a bit a bit painful. But, we, to be honest, um, over oh, probably, probably from last October, November, we dreamt up some new ideas and so we had a lot of development stuff in that car and it was in my car to get you know we want a good read on it and what it's doing but there was always the risk of having component country fail so um i bought into that before we got there and um, unfortunately we did have a few bits and pieces fail but um yeah that's been rectified for agp and yeah the car had, actually had good speed finished seventh with no rear roll bar connected and the front one um just welded at full soft because the the cable melted, um, you know, I think we've got over that. Mate, um, that uh, obviously the car, as you were saying, was being a bit of a diva. Is that? Do you think that's partly due to some of the new stuff you guys have got on your car development-wise, and partly because of obviously there was a, a whole new shock package that everybody was using? Um, for us, we, you know, I think most teams had the same damper issues, um, and the super shock guys have rectifying that um, and that didn't affect our overall result um, at all as a team so that was good for us um, obviously some people had some bigger dramas but then the the front roll bar system that had issued that's the first time we've run a system like that um, so we've redeveloped all our roll bar system and adjusters and stuff like that so the front one failing um, you know there was a risk in that component when we took it there uh, thankfully it, it decided to fail and be on full soft so when they're the rear bar broke. I didn't have a, a, a setting of full stiff on the front and full stop on the rear. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, the rear one, I think that was honestly just probably a bit of um, not liking the, the harshness over curbs and bits and pieces like that. So, just a bit annoying. 
So, mate, you've re-signed with BJR. Um, BJR's got a history of having their drivers for a very long time. They tend not to sort of swap, and I know we lost Slady out of the team over the off-season, but what is it about BJR that, that that drivers love? What do they love? Is it a family thing? What What is it that keeps attracting drivers, both young and now you being the Kadri veteran, uh, to, stay, to, to staying at the at the team? What What is it about BJR? Um, you know, look, I think the family environment, you know, that, there is a family environment to it. Um, obviously, all the drivers working there, um, you know, you've got like Maddie, Brad, sort of in the office, and Kim and Andy, and obviously Brad and Matthew. So you know, there's definitely a family feel. But um, for me, it's actually just the honesty of um, Brad and Kim and the the engineering group. Um, you know, if there's an issue, or if Brad feels like I haven't done a good enough job, or vice versa, you know, we we just talk about it, and there's no knives and backs, and the culture is quite good and open and honest, and um, I get a really good feel from it, and um, there's you know, there's this good you know, there's good banter and all that kind of thing that makes you want to you know work for someone. Brad has that going, so um, you know, be it the guys in the fabrication shop, you know, they don't get to travel, but you know, um, each time I'm there, I go down there and spend time with them, and um, you know, they're just easy to get on with, and they're all racers and they want to go well, and um, you know, I think culture suits me, and obviously it's suited a lot of other drivers in the past, and yeah, I think. Um, for me, I was the one, well, me and Brad both at the same time somehow both said we should extend my contract and we both uh, kind of said, oh, we need to catch up for a quick coffee. And my opening line was we should, I went to say I want to extend my deal and then Brad said it at exactly the same time. I'm like, oh, well, wow. that's pretty easy. We're on <laughs> that's the same pretty date. good, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, that's for me, you know, I said to him I want to go the same again and um, here we are. So it's good. Yeah. Hey, mate, um Obviously, in the off-season, you guys or BJR announced that Tommy Randall was going to be your co-driver for the Enduros. I mean, we Tommy's a regular on our show. We love him here. Yep. Uh, obviously, he's been through almost hell and back uh, in the off-season yep. with, his, with his health issues. And it still was, is. And still is. But it was great to obviously see him there and doing well at, uh, at Adelaide. I mean, you, are you pumped to have him on board? And, uh, and, you know, obviously, having him for the Enduros, I think, is something that uh, is really like that's a that's a massive coup for you especially because of of his talent and his experience yeah exactly um end of last year i had a little wish list and um i actually didn't think he'd be available because i didn't think tickford would let him go so um the way that i don't think think anyone did including tom (laughs) yeah i literally couldn't believe it when i um off the cuff cheekily said to him what are you doing for Enduros? <laughs> and the next thing you know, the phone was ringing. Um, wow. So honestly, I can't believe that they let him go. So it's um, for me, it's a massive game. Um, he's a young guy. He pushes really hard. He drives the car well in every category he's ever driven. Um, and I actually know him quite well from, you know, I was at his 18th birthday. <laughs> when we'll be young. He was, I was still probably mid-30s. Were now. you on the door? Um, were, you, were you the bouncer yeah, on the was, door? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> One of my best mates is actually best friends with him. So it's all, you know, it's actually kind of small world that we go go-karting and stuff together and now um, we're going to drive together at the Enduro. So it's, um, yeah, a great get for me and for him. Like, you know, pretty well documented what he's gone through yep. this year and- so far and um, make a job at Adelaide. And, yeah, I just saw he's been, oh, I spoke to him 
20 minutes ago, he's had, you know, had the old clear for round two, which is oh, awesome Oh, that's great. That's awesome. That's so that's good. Because he did chemo in the last sort of 10 days. So uh, that's an exclusive. Thank you, Nicholas. And it's one that we're it's all on, very happy to It's actually on the social medias. So oh, I haven't broken damn it, it for I missed him. It. Just in <laughs> case. Righto. Hey, mate, he has I had a drive of the Commodore, though, hasn't he? Him. He has had a drive yeah, of the he, Commodore yeah. at the test day. And how, how, what, do you think, what, yeah. what do you think about it? Well, the first thing he said, it's... Uh, a lot different to what he had with the the Mustang and the Tickford car, and um, I think about the time he drove a Mustang at Tail and Ben last year, you know that was probably it, nearly its you know peak downforce levels. And obviously we all started trimming our cars back and getting parity adjustments. So I think he was surprised by the difference in aero balance, um, and it took him a little bit. You know the first run he did, he he struggled a bit. Um, and then we just went through some data, and then he got back in the thing later and ended up going quicker than me. And I was like, okay, that's enough out of you. Get out, man. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> go, go grab us a coffee, champ. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the first time a co-driver's jumped in my car and uh, on the same tyre, and, you know, he set the time, and then I jumped in it straight after him, and he, um, he had me by a couple of tenths. So I thought, wow. okay, this is good. And, then, you know, yeah. to be honest, it keeps me honest, and it gives me a lot of confidence moving into the Enduro. Enduro. So it's, um, I couldn't have been happier when I... Saw my lap time come up in the dash, even though I was slightly slower than him. That it, you know there wasn't a, a big gap between us, so it was really good. So, mate, um, we we as racing fathers and and all of that kind of stuff have done the rounds of go kart tracks and this, that, and the other thing. And just last weekend, you you were looking after a young bloke, Bradley Madgeman. Um, how do you go at a at a go kart track looking after all the junior burgers when all the dads are in there and all that kind of stuff? Because that can be. That can be a difficult situation. How did you come across Bradley and, you know, tell us about his results? What's his future? Where's he from? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, so um, one of my good friends, Jake, who I actually do all my racing with down in Melbourne, like all our big country series and stuff, you know, we're the same age. And he's um, good friends with Brad's dad. Um, so I've just got to know them over the last few years. And uh, unfortunately for Brad, his, his old man is a bit, average on the tools and we always wind him up that <laughs> the reason the kid's not winning is his, uh, of his preparation. Right. <laughs> yes, good. And uh, he, he took it all on board and we um, he said, all right, well, this year, between you and Jake, you guys can run him at the, the National Series of Australian Karting and um, I ended up at round one with him, which is really cool. And, you know, like he literally said, it's just you and Brad. He didn't even come. So Nick went from single Nick to Nick has a child running <laughs> 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 me a go-kart race so um it was uh it was really cool he's actually he's a bit of a he's unique he won in vegas last year the biggest go-kart race there is um at his first crack in the cadet category and but he's actually yet to win a race in australia he's had many podiums and stuff like that but even at club how level we haven't even won a race yet but we've won vegas so uh we go big <laughs> how old is he he is um, nine, maybe, yeah, maybe ten now. He's wow. bloody young, but he acts like a 15, 16-year-old, so it's actually kind of cool. You hang out with him and you don't realise, and you look down and you're like, oh, you're three foot tall, and <laughs> actually need to tell you when to eat and drink and go to bed. So uh, That's that's funny because yeah. my son's 15 and he acts like a nine-year-old, so <laughs> totally oh, opposite. <laughs> he's, uh, it was good fun. That's too funny. And mate, I didn't get into any kids... um, dad punch-ups on the Ingrid, though. There you go. No good. <laughs> Mate, speaking of kids, uh it wouldn't be a Nick Perkett interview without checking in on the dogs. Uh how is Nelson? Is he well? Obviously we set very sadly lost Doug last year, but Nelson kicking on nicely. 
Oh, he's happy to He's literally right next to me. We've um, just got back from a little road trip up to Sydney and back in the same day. So he's he's done a road trip and done about fifteen hundred kilometres in the in the one day, and he's happy as Larry. <laughs> That's the way. Why wouldn't he be happy? He lives the dream. He even gets to take hotels and stuff in Albury. So <laughs> it's um, pretty lucky dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, uh, Nick. We always love getting you on board, big fella, and it's good to see that you're going to be sticking around for a fair while too and continuing on, passing on your pearls of wisdom as the cagey veteran of PJR. <laughs> pearls of wisdom. I've never heard that before. Was my wisdom to Jack Smith to miss the photo pretty good? Yeah. <laughs> right, let, let's, let's, before we wrap, let's let's be honest about you, Jack. Uh, we said it last He's week. Had rough, he, He's had a rough He's had a rough start. There was a list of things that you shouldn't that or couldn't do. And couldn't do. And he did, and he did every single one of them. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to I'm going to defend him a little bit. Go the photo thing. He did care, and he was running down pit lane to get there, and he purely thought it was five minutes later than what he thought. So he thought it was at 10:30, was at 10:25, or something like that. And he was sprinting down pit lane and was seriously embarrassed. And then the blue flag thing. He was asking on the radio, saying, "Do I need to get out of the way?" But there'd been no message through. Um, to his engineer from race yeah. control saying blue flags car four, I think he is. Right. So he was asking the question. So I need to get out of the way. So there's no blue flags and his bloody thing inside the car that tells us blue flags, yellow flags and stuff like that. I, I think there was a little glitch with that. So he got a real rough end of the deal and the media then slams him a bit and he gets roasted. But so he's had a shocking weekend on that front. And he had a little minor accident, but he's he did care. A lot of people think he didn't care, but he really did. Oh, I think I think we I think we all know that he was upset and cared, but it it, it looked like he was a deer in headlights, and it wasn't his first main game round because he's done wild cards previously. Mm. But he, uh, I I would hope that you will now take him under your wing and and say that's all right, mate. Let's just press on and have a better Grand Prix. But uh, I did a similar thing up at Townsend one year where I. <laughs> I missed the driver parade. I missed my car. It took off without me. Was so I just jumped in someone's car at the back. And I was at the back, so I didn't get yeah. fined. Was it a good hamburger? It. Is that where you were lining up for? Is that, that was why a donut, it? mate. It was a donut stand. The Krispy Kreme. Yeah, you can't get on. You know the worst thing for Jack? The Grand Prix, not, a hard, not an easy track to be fast at. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Far out. Get him to sit in his plane to be right. Yeah. He's been there before. He's been there before. <laughs> didn't he have a punch-on yeah. with Mark Winterbottom there one year or, or something? One Smith. year. It was last year. Last year? Wasn't <laughs> you got into Frost. a bit of Barney Rubble with someone, yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. he's going to keep it to a dull roll from now on. Yeah, to I tell you what, it does look good, though. His haircut's come up. Yeah, oh, good. I'll rate it. That's yeah, good. Yeah, no, he doesn't look so... Feminine? I didn't want to say it, but, uh, <laughs> No, he now looks like a man. Uh, Newcastle was shocking, and I told him that a lot, but now he's yeah. getting right. So. <laughs> so you're half no, the like reason that. why he got it all shaved off. There we go. No, he just returned from off-season like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Perkett, our feature interview, thanks to Imar Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMAR or visit imar.com.au. Once again, Nick, it's always a pleasure to get you on aboard the show. Last time we had a chat to you after the AGP, you were you walked over two shiny trophies, so let's hope it's the yep. same thing. And all the best all right, for AGP. No pressure on you, blokes. I'll ring you back if that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you're an absolute legend. Thanks for being a part of the show, Big Bell. Right, I'll chat to you soon. <laughs> this is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, building Australia. Right now, it's time for this. Now on the 
driver's seat. The podium. I always appreciate that you boys stand up when we play that sting. <laughs> I only stand up looking for a bottle. Where's the bottle? If, my, if Mrs. Mack were here, she'd be running around looking. Actually, if Mrs. Johnson and Mrs. Mack were here, they'd be looking around for a bottle. Exactly. Where, where'd that noise come from? A bottle of bubbles. Yeah. But, but this is this point, point of the show where we go through the uh, three talking points from the week. And we'll start off with the one we've been talking about, the AGP. But uh, the well, we, we've all seen what's happened around the world. And... It's it, the coronavirus. It's gone and absolutely ruined uh, some categories like MotoGP. The season's been hit. The first two rounds of 2020 in Qatar yep. and Thailand have been postponed due to the virus. Uh, we've got a team that comes from Italy, little one. You might have heard of it, called Ferrari. Yep. There's travel mm. bans in certain parts of Italy. And there's actual talk, literally, of, will the AGP go ahead as planned? Yep, absolutely. It won't stop it. It won't stop it. I mean, it's. They might be out of toilet paper, but they're still going to run it. (laughs) What is that? As I don't. Why are people running out and grabbing toilet paper? Anyway, I don't know. You know, the funny thing is that we've had one old elderly gentleman uh, who was frail. Yeah. uh, That passed passed away away with the with the coronavirus. Um, and there's a massive hoo-ha about that in the media. You know, everyone's heard it, but no one's heard about the 25 that died of influenza. Oh, I know. That's you know right. what I mean. Oh, like it's, it's just—it's ridiculous. Anyway, I work in the media. Guys but and girls out there, go to the Grand Prix. Go to the Grand Prix. The coronavirus has got nothing to do with what comes out your back end, so don't worry about <laughs> going to get three trolleyfuls of toilet rolls and then sit in your bunker. You know, like it's not going to happen. Fair anyway. income. Uh, yes, Nimsy. To answer the question, the, the Grand Prix will go ahead. The Formula One Australian Grand Prix will go ahead. Uh, the crowds will probably be down because of media hysteria. Who mm. knows? But um, it, a number of the teams have actually sent their people now. They're yeah, sending well, their engineers out here now. They got to get, and if so, they need to be quarantined, they get quarantined, they, and they're fine. Correct. So, so yeah, yeah, they, it'll go ahead. They yeah. got a bubble holiday, a little holiday, and a little bubble. <laughs> I, and and I and I feel very sorry for Qatar, and I feel mm. sorry for everyone that loves MotoGP. But yeah, you know, me included. The the countries um, that they that those races are in have been hit quite hard by Corona. Yeah. But um, as you just said, mate, twenty five people died this week of influenza, standard influenza, and one has died of an elderly, frail gentleman, terribly of Corona, and everyone's mm-hmm. gone into meltdown mode. So, look, it's not good. We don't like it, but it won't stop the Grand Prix. No. Yeah. Well. Let's let's hope not because uh, that catch fence thing doesn't just come down overnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need someone to do it. Well, that's it. Um, question two: the P two point on the podium. Where will we see James Courtney for the rest of twenty twenty? Oh, Gold Coast uh, waterways <laughs> <laughs> on a jet ski on the on way to having coffee ski, somewhere. Yeah. Now, uh, now, did you find this interesting? I don't know if you, you saw the RPM uh, him on RPM, but he said. At least three supercars tar- super team have been in touch with him. Yep. There was also a very amusing meme saying that uh, that your old man's phone had gone flat due to 53 missed phone <laughs> calls <laughs> from, uh, from JC. Uh, but, but yeah, mm. where will we see JC in 2020? Uh, it's hard to know. Because he it? wants I mean, to drive. He said he wants to drive still. He wants to drive, but I think he'll get a, I think he'll get an endurance seat. Yeah, and there is a second seat at Walkinshaw. We've always seen. Uh, no, there isn't because they've got their they've got their lineup locked up. Um, Luffy and uh, old mate, not not Brody. Oh mate, Kurt Kostecki. Kurt Kostecki, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. You know Kurt, you've sorry, made it Kurt. on the driver's seat when you're no longer referred to as old mate. <laughs> <laughs> we can First actually up, remember apolo- your name. Apologies to Kurt. <laughs> 
It's just the Brody's front of mind, not putting oh, anything. Too funny. <laughs> no. uh, look, I tell you one thing, and I and I actually said it on the social medias. Um, the thing that I'm most impressed about with this is JC stepping out and still having the support of Boost. I love that. I think there should be more of that. They should follow OneDrive. I think Shell DJR with your dad and uh, Shell with your dad and think Mobile with with PB and all that kind of stuff. So yep. firstly, I think that well done um, to Boost Mobile for doing that. Uh, I think probably in a TCR car, I know that there's two or three or four of them lying around at ARG. He may, even, he may even do something like what Slady's doing and, yep. and do, do some, some GT Juros. stuff over, yep. overseas, yep. something like that. I mean, he's he's got ties to... Not that you'd go there at the moment, but you know, like he was uh, quite big in the Japanese GT yep. Championship and that sort yep. of thing. So I he, think all all motorsport race. actually has, has ceased over that that part of the world at the moment. Yeah, so. he, but he will race. Don't worry about that. He's like a plumber. Plumbers got Plum. to find another client, another client. Then when they're finished a house, he's got to go and do another job. Um, his his job, his profession is a professional racing driver. Now the way of the world now, Nimsy, whether that be in Australia, New Zealand. Asia, the United States, whatever, where there's a drive that you get paid for, you go, you do it, you get on a plane, you come home if mm. you need to. Yep. I think he will end up in TCR. I think Boost were looking at that anyway. They support James Golding in the S5000 class. So I think Boost will probably want to see him in a... Uh, in a uh, in a TCR car. Don't be surprised if you even see Courtney and Ingle in the same team in an Audi. I, I didn't even think about the, the S500, uh, S5000, sorry, because he does have open wheel experience, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't think he'll get in that. Yeah, I yeah. don't think he'll get in that. But I think uh, I, Booster's got enough money to run two cars, mm-hmm. and they like the JC and Ingle thing. There's been no talk of Ingle. This, this is just me surmising, who knows? But I know that Ingle and JC are great mates, and how good would it be to have a two-car Boost mobile team run in either an Audi or a VW, because I'm not sure Jason Bright's going to come back to, to TCR. So I know that there are a couple of cars owned by ARG at Melbourne Performance Centre, and who knows, you know, someone's mm. got to replace some of their drivers who have gone to other teams. So and, and the that other, would be a conversation. The other thing too is the TCR um, race that's happening at the AGP is a non-points one. It's just yep. like an exhibition, so what a better time to sort of put yourself on the market, so to speak. 100%. Why wouldn't you do it? I mean, he's got mates up and down the pit lane in in, uh, in Formula 1, obviously. So he's got to be driving something. Mm. And if he's got and he's got money. So after Supercar, he's not going to step back to Super 2 or Super 3. So after Supercar, you'd go to TCR. Mm. Uh, last but not least, P3 on the podium for this week. Will we see a new car on the grid next year in Supercars? I'll give you three statements, boys. First one is from Ryan Walkinshaw. He said this at the Adelaide 500. I don't know what we're going to be in yet, but we're not going to be at a Holden Commodore, that's for sure, talking about season 2021. Uh, DJR Team Penske, team, sorry, Team Penske President Tim Sindrick would said that he doesn't want to scrap the current Mustang because, let's face it, no, it's just they've spent that much time and sure. effort making it, you know, homologized, homologized. What's the word? Ha, ha, what is it? Say it again. Homologized. Homologized. <laughs> Homogenized. Homogen- oh, look. No. Pasteurized. Ha, hom- homologated. Is that what you're trying to say? Is that Thank what you. you're trying to find? Thank you. Because you know one's on your bottle of milk in your fridge. That's homogenized. Remember, Maddie, English is not my is my second language. <laughs> same, with, same with pasteurized. <laughs> but yeah. they've homologated. Homologated. They've spent all that time doing that. And then last but not least, this is the tweet This is the tweet that uh, Jack Perkins went and put out that made me sort of think, you know what, he's actually got a point here. You look at Formula One, it's Ferrari versus Mercedes versus an energy drink. 
So I'm not convinced you need to race for a car maker to have a car race. What do you reckon? What do you think we'll see? Will we see a new car on the grid next year in supercars? Look at British touring cars. Yeah. They've got front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, two-litre cars. Absolutely. It can be done. You don't need to necessarily race for a manufacturer. Uh, in answer to your question with Walkinshaw, I'll put it up the flagpole now. I reckon it'll be BMW. And I think that's going to be done. That was part of the Chaz deal. Mm-hmm. So it could be wrong. I mean, just surmising, but, but it all makes sense. Why wouldn't it? Um, and DJR, I think, will run the Mustangs again. Why would you? They're still bloody fast, so why would you give them away? And you can run a current supercar next year anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, why would you do it? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a it's a tall order to bring out a new car next year. You know what I mean? Starting Especially now. Starting now. Sure. Man, it's, that's big. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you will see a new car on the grid next year. Maybe in two years' time? Yep. But... You know, I don't, personally, I don't think next year um, is viable yeah. no, in, the, in the time I frame. Agree. Not to be competitive, and anyone, any manufacturer that does walk in is going to want to be competitive given what Ford did with the Mustang. Uh, Took and- me two years to build an XD for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> supercar. I'll tell you what. It, could you yeah, imagine? Tim Johnson won't be building the next no, supercar. No. Can you imagine if they did bring in Gen 3? The people who I feel sorry for is Kelly Racing. Is like, oh, come on, guys. We're literally yeah. <laughs> we're going oh. with. <laughs> yeah, I, look, it's a hard one. I think the only manufacturer that that at the moment makes sense to me is BMW. But you know, you could have Kia, could have Toyota. Mm-hmm. Who else could you have? I'm sure, I mean, it'd, I'm it'd be good to get a few more manufacturers involved. I totally involved. agree. I totally agree. So, what, totally, sh- so we'll see. But I'm I don't sh- think, in in summary, Nimsy, sorry to cut you off. In no. summary, no, I don't think you'll see anything new in 2021. And that wraps up the podium. Look for the green and gold Aussie made logo. To be sure, it's authentically Aussie made. Before we get to a break, let's get a quick update of these. The driver's seat. Penrite Power Rankings. Penrite Oil. Australian owned and made since 1926. Much like last year, the uh, it's SVG amongst a bunch of Fords, but uh, it's rather close this time around. Scott McLaughlin, five votes. Um, Will Davison on four votes. SVG on two. And Cameron Waters on one vote. Um, what do you think? I, I, reckon, I reckon that is surmising what the year's going to be. Mm. I reckon it's going to be on track and the power rankings, which are probably more important than mm-hmm. on track. Uh, very, very close. And Matt, you didn't even laugh at that. Well, someone who does. Am I take... supposed to laugh at that? That was hysterical. Oh, the <laughs> thing is, though, this is well. Scotty Mack does get rather offended when he get, when he doesn't get the three he, votes. He, he fires up. He rings yeah. me and he goes, yeah. "Mate, come on! I deserve that three votes that, <laughs> that weekend." Kelvin bloke doesn't and know I'm what he's like, talking oh, about. Mate, come on! Seriously, it's like you just brained everyone, Scott. He'd be happy <laughs> yeah. with that, mate. You're not, <laughs> mate. You've like you're like three rounds to go, and you've nearly wrapped it up anyway. Oh no! I just want those three <laughs> yeah. votes. I'm like, oh, he is so competitive in everything. Greedy. Make sure you check out the full power rankings on our Facebook page, just like Will Davison did. Uh, We do it thanks to Penrite Oil, Australian owned since 1926. You're listening to the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Uh, Right now, though, thanks to Shannon's Insurance, it's time for this. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Now, as we come up to the Australian Grand Prix, um, funnily enough, there's actually got quite a rich history of the Australian Touring Car Championship slash uh, V8 Supercars era as a support race. So I thought we'd wind the clock back 
and have a look at the 1985 Formula One Grand Prix support, which was in the Group A. In fact, let's get a few highlights from that race. So it's Ford Mustang in pole position, BMW second on the grid, Commodore third on the grid, and it is 15 laps, watch for the green, and Dick Johnson leads then, and over the gravel, if you tried that in a single-seater, it would be no go, and it's Dick Johnson leading, that's for sure, in the Mustang, Peter Brock second, Charlie O'Brien third, Dick Johnson down to the end of Brabham Street, Peter Brock there in the famous 05 Commodore in second position keeping on the racing line you can see all the black rubber that's been laid down by the Formula One Grand Prix cars Dick Johnson has won in the Mustang Peter Brock is second in the Commodore now there's going to be a gap before we expect to see Charlie O'Brien in the BMW as a very very happy Dick Johnson takes the applause of the crowd there you go that's the first ever Australian touring car support race for the Formula One Grand Prix. Obviously, it started off at the Adelaide Street Circuit and then moved to Albert Park. But uh, you forget that there's been actually a fair history when it comes to those support races, don't you? Nimsy, that was a cracker. <laughs> to listen to yep. Murray Walker calling Peter Brock, Dick Johnson. Charlie O'Brien. Big old Uncle Charlie O'Brien. <laughs> uh, that was absolutely sensational. So well done putting that together. Oh, Look, absolutely. For many, many years, in fact, uh, the supercars or, or Australian touring car championship wasn't a round of the championship. It was always a, um, it was a support it was race. A support just a one race. Off. So it was as a team owner and a driver was like, oh, do we do it? Do we not do it? What if we tear the cars up? Which happened a lot. They tore a lot of cars up. Um, but because it wasn't championship, they also did sneaky testing bits and pieces. And it's always been a great race, whether it was in Adelaide or whether it was in Melbourne. It's always been great racing. Now a round of the championship. Um, and I think... The one year, there was one year in Melbourne that the supercars didn't come. The crowds at the Grand Prix were down remarkably, like mm. terribly. 2007, as, I think it was. There you go, 2007. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the supercars came back, the crowds went back up again. So clearly an intrinsic part of the entertainment for the Grand Prix. And certainly in Melbourne, I think we think back well, two years ago, I think to Scotty Pye finishing in the night race in the wet. Mm. And it was brilliant. It's a brilliant track for a big car like that. Um, and those days, back in the old days, you know, with Dick and Charlie and, and PB and Bow and uh, just sensational. Sensational. The most successful drivers of the Exhibition V8 Challenge era has been three-time winners Russell Ingle, 97-98. That was uh, for Perkins Engineering in a VS Commodore. 2003 also won it too for Stone Brothers Racing in a BA Falcon. Uh, Craig Lowndes is another three-time winner. 1999, he won it for HRC in a, v- in a VT Commodore. 2002 for Gibson Motorsport in an AU Falcon. And 2009 for Triple Eight in an FG Falcon. With in the, a Hawks uh, breath car. Yeah, with the, uh, with the Hawkster, yeah. Yeah, when they weren't Ford and they weren't Holden. Yeah, mm. so, so it was Hawkster. Uh, but if we look back at the most successful drivers during the AGP era in Adelaide, uh, Dick Johnson, two-time winner, 1985 in the Mustang for the first one, and 1987 in the all-conquering Ford Sierra. 87, wow. Mm. Must have must have been short races because normally they blew turbos up. <laughs> I think it was 15 minutes. laps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jim Richards, 1991 and 1992 in a Nissan Skyline R32 GTR. Enough said about that. We all know why that was at the front. But mm. um, that was the Race Rewind. We do it thanks to Shannon's Insurance. Shannon's Insurance for motoring enthusiasts. Why insure with anyone else? And that wraps up another edition of the Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we're building Australia.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.